Welcome to a new episode of Talking Rivals, a weekly show exploring everything about the best bleeping rivalry in baseball. Co-hosted by Patrick, covering the Boston Red Sox, and Chris, covering the New York Yankees. And remember, you could find us wherever you find your podcasts, at Amazon, Spotify, Apple, Google. And you could also follow us on Twitter, at Talking Rivals. You could follow, follow Patrick, at Patrick Trotty. And you can follow myself at CP7NY. And you could also find us at Sportswire Radio at sportsanarium.com backslash player. You can follow the station manager there, Thomas Bryce, at Thomas Bryce 2017. So, Patrick, we're down to the last couple of games of the year. Yeah. <laughs> Three more games, and Red Sox season is officially done. Something I've known about for. Probably a month and a half. Yeah. But uh, let's get down to the very end. And uh, This weekend in Toronto, they just, they look like the last place team that they are. Before that, I'm, you know, much, much prior to that, I was saying, well, just a little inconsistent and they have the talent. But this weekend, this past weekend in Toronto, they lost 9 nothing, 10 nothing, and 6-3. to and it wasn't even that close. Um, nobody's hitting right now. Nobody's pitching. Um, it's just everything is coming together in the worst way. Um, and right before that, they had an outside chance at getting back to 500. And I wanted to see them scrape and scrap and, and kind of claw their way back to at least some sort of positive at the end of the season. And they won three out of four at home against Baltimore. And like I said, they came to Toronto and something about Toronto and the basically all of the AL East, like you were saying in an earlier episode, Boston just didn't have any instead of this year. Yeah. Especially Toronto. I think they've won three games this year against Oof. Toronto. That's awful. If you I mean right there you can't do that. You, you have to be about 500 with your division and then beat up on the bad teams. Yeah, you're right. Three and 16 against Toronto, four and 12 against Tampa, six and 13 against the Yankees, but 10 and nine against Baltimore. Yeah, and that took a three and one homestand to get mm. over 500 with Baltimore. Wow. So going into that, they were just doing nothing against the AL East. And that's the season right there. Yeah, you had three, you had just three or four wins onto each each series. That puts you, them you, you know, yeah. you're back in the wild card race. Exactly. Yeah. It, it was just and even even the wins against Baltimore, some of them were one game, they lost eight, they lost 14 to eight, and they won 13 to nine. It was um it's just, it was just a, a interesting games to watch, but they were like four hours long, rain delays, and you just see with Baltimore that there's a plan, there's a future. The future is right now. Not to be corny with it, but I, I mean, you see a plan being enacted and coming through with the young players. With Boston, it's just, it's like a hodgepodge. It's some veterans, some young guys, but 
they're just rolling out there and just I, I don't know what they're doing. I, I don't see a cohesive structure or plan for the Red Sox. Yeah. And and you know, we we've been talking about it too. There's gonna be a lot of changes to that team yeah. um this offseason, but I, I mean, I would think they're going to spend money. I think they're going to be, you know, big spenders like they normally are. But, like, what direction are they going to go in? Obviously, it starts with Bogarts. Where are you going to go with him? If you don't sign him, you know, are you going to are you going to go with Story at short? Because we've seen, he, you know, he does get hurt. And this yeah. year, he, you know, he gets injured. So it, yeah. it begins and ends with Bogarts. And then after that, I think the, the main thing is adding another an impact bat in late field. Yep. I mean, if you want to tell me you're going to go with Verdugo, Kike Hernandez, left and center, that's fine. That's, but then you got to bring in a big bat right field. Yep. And hopefully bring back Bogarts and the infield is set and then go with a platoon and catcher and then just figure out. I mean, the ideal offseason would be just re-sign Bogarts, extend Devers, get a right fielder and shore, shore up the pitching somehow. But that's a lot. A lot has to go right. And we'll get into that in the offseason. But for now, there's still games. And I'm, I'm in that weird state where it's there's only three games left. So I'm, I'm clinging. I'm, I'm anticipating the little baseball that I have left my team this year. But I'm also like, you know what? These guys have mailed it in. Yeah. They don't, they don't even deserve – another 10 hours of my time, but I'll be watching the homestand against Tampa and they play Monday and Tuesday night. And then they finish up Wednesday afternoon. And, and to be honest, the way that, you know, not just the team is performed down the stretch, the way that Bogarts is, it seems like he's checked out as well. Yeah. I think he's batting. Is he, is he still over 300? Um... He's got to be over 300 still. I think last check he was 302. Was he that low? Man, he was at he was at like they were talking uh, about him for the batting title. 305. 305. And he sat out the last game. So he's got three games left. If he goes over, he could probably drop to 300 if he picks it up a little bit, go to 310, finish the year. That's that's incredible. just this week they were talking about him in the batting race with you know with um yeah. with yeah, he dropped 10 points in a week. Man, that is not good. No, no, he's had some bad at bats too. Um, I mean, that's a sign that he's checked out. He's kind of like, all right, where am I going? <laughs> you know, yeah. like he's got his bags packed already, almost. Yeah, as sad as that. I, I still can't believe it. I, it just to me, it makes no sense. How do you let a guy like that walk out the door? That's proven time and time again for your, you know, for your franchise, unless. Unless they say the next day or, you know, really soon after that, they signed Dansby Swanson or Carlos Correa. And even then, it's going to be, okay, that sounds great. And let's see it on the field in Boston. Right. You know, but. I think anything less than one of those guys would be a disaster yep. if they don't bring back Bogarts. Because because of how big of a player Bogarts was and what he means to that franchise, to the team, you know? So I, I listen, if they replace him with Carlos Correa, all right, that's, you know that's what? A, that's <laughs> a plan. That's a, that's a solid move. And yeah, 
and they're competing. Absolutely. And, and you just got to see if he can acclimate to Boston. But and, that's and at a, least that, – that's a really good secondary plan. And he's a perfect guy to add because of the whole hatred of the Yankee fans towards him too right. because of with the Astros. That's That would be a perfect – you know, no. player, and he's younger, you know, so yeah. it makes sense. I like it. Uh, I mean, if I'm Boston. We'll try to go positive. <laughs> there what, you go. How was the Yankees? Um, it wasn't bad. You know, I, I think yeah. coming home, I think um, everybody was expecting. I mean, well, first, the, the series in Toronto, um, I think they had to win one game, and they would have clinched a division. They lost the first game on a walk-off, but then they came back and won the next two. Um Tyone pitched great in that second game. And then the last game, uh, Cole pitched pretty good too. Um, uh, the big news there in Toronto was that Judge hit number 61 to tie um, Roger Maris for most home runs in a season in the American League. Um, so that was big. But then coming home, playing against Baltimore, uh, uh, three-game series, I think every, including myself, I was like, he's going to break the record in, you know, at home, you know, it just seemed right playing Baltimore. I know Baltimore has been playing better, but you would figure one of those games, you know, Lyles was started the the one game, um, Voth pitched to the second, you know, so you figure you, you're going to, you're going to hit a home run. You're going to run into one here, but it didn't happen. I, I wouldn't say they were pitching around him. Um, more just very careful to him. Yeah. You know, I don't think because he did get some pitches ahead. He did strike out. Um, but the I forgot who posted it. One of the Yankee writers posted it. Um, how many pitches outside the zone he was seeing. It was like 20% compared to the average of say 40%. I'm giving you round numbers, but it was around right. those numbers. But whatever. You know, you can't expect a team to just throw one over to play to him. So um but uh, he didn't get it. They only won one game out of the three against Baltimore. Division's clinched. They still got I think they still have a chance to get 100 wins, which is pretty impressive after the August they had. Yeah, you know. if, they win, if they win out, they'll be 101. Yeah. So, and they can. They got four games left at Texas. So, hopefully Judge could get at least one. Hopefully get more than one. But um, I think he'll put one out, you know. Um and I think that'd be good. I mean, you know, at this point, Judge to me has always done everything right. He's always been a decent guy. And hope he gets sixty-two, and hope he gets that. So it's not. It it was just it was. I saw the national telecast because they brought it in live for the judge at bats right this weekend, and. I mean, they do a great job setting it up, but it's like you want to see him hit. I mean, even as a non-Yankee fan, right? You, you kind of want to see him do it, just so, just so it's not one of those things where, well, he was sitting on sixty-one for so long. He was sitting on sixty. Yeah, I agree. Um, hopefully, it hopefully it happens in Texas. You know, I just. I, and I think it will, you know, that the, the ball, the ball carries really well there, obviously. So I, I think we'll see one hit there. I don't, I don't think it's going to be one of those. They're going to, I can't, I can't see Texas being as bad as pitching around him. You know, I think they'll go after him to a certain extent, a little bit more, you know, cause they're totally, I mean, not that Baltimore was in it, but Texas is, you know, Baltimore at least was a divisional 
game. So, but I think uh, it's a lefty Martin Perez, the Red Sox fans know, who's having a pretty good year under three ERA. Right. And it's their ace, quote unquote, John Gray. Hmm. And then Wednesday is, oh, um, Otto from the former Yankee. Oh, okay. And then that's, is there a doubleheader that day? Uh, yes, on Tuesday, tomorrow. Oh, on Tuesday, excuse me. Uh-huh. Yeah, Tuesday's doubleheader. Wednesday is the, the final game. Um, okay, so those are the three pitchers so far that I see. Um, the other one is to be determined. And, and Texas, so. And the good thing is with the Yankees, at least they've gotten healthier. They've got some guys back. Um, today they activated Castro. Um, so I'm sure he'll see at least one or two games against Texas to see if, you know what, to see if he could pitch in the playoffs. I don't know if he, I don't know if he could show enough in these two, in these last games, but, um, and Carpenter is going down to Somerset to play games down there. They're not playing any more games, but it's going to be like simulate simulated games. Um, so they're going to test him out, see if he could, uh, you know, that would be a great bat off the bench. I mean, Forget about, you know, he's not going to play the field or anything, but at least a lefty off the bench or maybe even an option at DH, you know, if you're not going to start Stanton because Stanton has been pretty bad, you know, since he came back from the uh, the IL. So you'd have to start Stanton, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I think you still got to start him every game, but maybe against a tough righty, maybe they'll bring uh, Carpenter. Yeah, Late game. Know. I mean, that's... That's the only way I see it. Um, what was the other one? Uh, and then obviously Britain is done yeah. this season. Yeah, he's done. He came back. He threw a couple, of, but against Baltimore, he had uh, something happen with the shoulder again. So he's done. But I, I wasn't expecting him to, you know what? He hasn't pitched all year. You know, for him to come back and throw three games and be like, okay, I'm ready for the playoffs. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that, you know, so. Um, at least Castro's played, you know, he's pitched most of the year. So I don't think he has to show that much in these last two games. He just has to show that he's, his stuff is back, you know. So, um, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. You know, these last four games, they're probably going to mess around with the lineups a little bit, try different, you know, throw the – and they're going to probably try to use these relievers in different, you know, in different spots <laughs> to see if they can handle – the high leverage, you know, like Schmidt, they've been throwing in high leverage um, opportunities because they want to see if he can handle the, you know, a seventh or eighth inning um, appearance in the playoffs, you know, where, where he's got to get those big three outs and, you know, maybe we're only up by a run and there's a guy on base, you know, something like that. So um, I think they're trying to push him to see if he could do it. And so far he's been okay. And, you know, he might be that weapon that, you know, you're not really thinking about outside of the top guys that he might right. come in and, and yeah. make an impact. I mean, I mean, he's always been billed as I haven't seen that much on this year, but he was always billed as a, a top prospect. Yeah. He always had the stuff. It was just a matter of him kind of getting healthy and just putting it together. But it seems like this might be his, his kind of his breakthrough and he's found the role. It would be great. I mean, between him and you got Efres come, he came back too. 
you know, so they got to throw him out there a few times um, to get him ready. Um, Marinaccio left the game early yesterday and something with his shin. So that's a good thing. It's just a sore shin or something like that. So they said they've had, he's had it most of the year. So he's just been dealing with that. Um, but thankfully it's not a shoulder issue or anything like that. Um, Chapman looks done. They've tried him a few times and every time he's out there, he does not look good. So I don't think, uh, we'll see him on the playoff roster. Um, Peralta's working his way back. He's going to go down to Somerset also. He's key. I mean, he, he's been good all year. So he's a big, um, that's a big arm. And, and Holmes, let's hopefully Holmes can straighten out by the end of the year. You know, these last four games, maybe he could show enough that maybe he could be the, the closer and not this closer by committee thing that they're talking about, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to these four games just to see some of these guys, try to prove that they could be ready for the, uh, the postseason because there are some names out there that are still battling, um, to get on the, uh, you know, the postseason roster. I don't think it's totally set yet. You know, there's a, there's a decent amount of guys that are there, but when you look at, you know, when you look at some of these players, like where are they going to fit? I think that's the big question mark, you know? And, um, hopefully by the end of these four games, you know, um, like I said, Chapman definitely is one, uh, NJ.com put out a Brent, uh, Brendan Cootie, um, put out a, uh, a list of like nine players that are going to be fighting mentioned Schmidt Schmidt. Like, where is he going to be? He's the, I, he should make the roster, but it's like, where, where are you going to put him in, in the bullpen? You know, is he going to be that seventh, eighth inning guy or maybe, a sixth inning guy, you know, if they're up by a lot, uh, uh, uh Lewis lucky too. He's another yeah, one. It's not, it's not just like one or two guys. It was like you said, yeah, it's, it's almost, almost 10 guys. That are- oh, absolutely. You know, Castro, like I said, he's activated now. Can he, you know, these last couple of games, if he looks good, yeah, he'll probably make it too. Cause he, he was pretty strong before he went down, you know, and then, you know, with the on the, the bench side, you know, you got Marlon Gonzalez, right? He could play everywhere, not the best hitter, but you could put him almost anywhere. So that's kind of a good glove to have on the bench. Uh, Hicks, <laughs> yeah. nobody wants to see him play, but you know what? The guy could still play the outfield, could still run well. And he's actually had some pretty good at bats down the stretch here um, those last couple of weeks. Not that he's hitting the ball, you know that well but he's looked better and maybe le castro off the bench because of his speed um and his defense as well and then you know you got oswell peraza i think he showed enough for me uh with his bat too i mean his glove is great at short and to me it's a better glove than well, all those guys can't make it can, that you just listed can they right yeah not all of them definitely not all of them, yeah because right? what would it be probably 13 and 13 pitchers and players probably yeah because you, you got to get this obviously the starting starting eight plus backup catcher. That's Marlon right Gonzalez. Eleven and a couple of bench players. I think yeah. if, so it's it's going to be tough to. There's going to be some tough calls at the back end of that. Yeah, I think with the bench, I think I think regardless, like you said, the backup catcher for sure. 
The only way they could get away with not, and they might do this. I don't know if they will. I I don't think they'll do it in the playoffs, but they could have used IKF because he is a catcher. He's caught with Texas. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you want to. Right. You don't want to mess around with that, you know, because um, they could use him as the backup catcher and still at short. And then if you need the backup catcher, you know, then you could just put then. I think if they did that, then that would be their way of saying we want Peraza to be on the bench, you know, because then Peraza could always play short. But yeah, if that is it, then you know it's going to be um, Higgy will be one of the guys on the bench, and then maybe then you got to go like two others. So if Carpenter shows enough, it'll be him, and then it's either going to be Gonzalez or Hicks or LaCastro, right? Then it's one of those three. Yeah, I don't know who. I th- I think Hicks is the odd man out. I, I think you're right. You know, and it, then it's going to come down to a Gonzalez. Or everybody else offers something that's Hicks is just kind of whatever word you want to use that he doesn't yeah. show any of the five tools that are great. Castro is elite speed. Yeah. Um, Marwin can play every position. Yep. Uh, Carpenter is the left-handed bat off the bench who's gotten hot at times this year. I, I just, I don't know. I don't think Hicks brings enough of any one trait that you can say, well, if we need him, right. we can use him this way. I think you get the same defense with Gonzalez yeah. and with Hicks. Um, and And here's the thing. I think Gonzalez makes it because there's no other guy, there's no other player that's going to play short, right? Other than IKF. So unless there, I think if they added Peraza, then you yeah. might see, you know, Hicks or Lucastro make it. But I don't think, yeah, I think Gonzalez gets it. Gonzalez gets it because he's who he would be the backup, you know, shortstop, second baseman, you know, infielder, mm-hmm. you know, because he's the only other one. So, and I think someone has to be, you need somebody because in case IKF goes down, you know, you don't want to move. And then here's another guy. We're we're not even thinking about him, but DJ LeMayu. Yeah. So it's, yeah, they're going to make some, it's going to be some tough decisions down, you know, maybe one less pitcher. And so they could have an extra bench guy that, that might be a possibility too. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Because you only need three starters for a five-game series, right? Yeah. And I think there's there's a quirk in the scheduling too, I think. Doesn't it? I think they play one game and then they get the day off and then they play two in a row or something like that. This is one downside of talking to a fan who knows their team is not going to make it. Yeah. I know the playoff schedule, but there might be an extra day in there. Yeah. You know what? They oh no, they play Tuesday. Here it no, this can't be it. All right. Well, they play Tuesday and then I think they get the next day off and then they play the 13th. So it'd be Thursday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. On baseball reference, they're showing Tuesday, Thursday, then Monday. That makes no sense. No. So it can't be that. But I think I remember them talking about it on TV, and I think they it was like a um the game one, and then they'll have the day off, and then they play. Then they play two in a row, which doesn't make sense either because if they, you know, 
the third game is the is the road game. I would think it's two two and one. So um, should be interesting. Um, either way, you know, like you said, they could, tough decisions coming up um, that they're going to have to figure out. Yep. So we'll see. Um, but uh, outside of the Yankees, you know, we've seen, and the Red Sox will we'll move away from them for a second as we go into the other, into the other teams, but uh, Mets Braves this weekend. Oof is right. (laughs) It's um, if you're a Met fan, you got to take a deep breath. The season isn't over, but doesn't, doesn't look great. I don't know if, if you have to play San Diego, I know it's only two extra games to win that you need. But they were, I mean, the Mets were cruising this year. Yeah. They were up by, what, 10 and a half? Yep. And at one point they were relinquished the lead. Then they got back to even. And then now they're looking up again. Two games out with three to go. I don't think so. Four and six in their last ten. Atlanta's come on seven out of the last ten. Uh, what'd you make of the weekend series? Uh, I was shocked. I was totally shocked. I mean, all they had to do was if you win one game, if the Mets, if they win one game, they're still in control of their destiny to win the division yeah. because they hold the um, the tiebreaker. So I, I was shocked because you know what? The, and it was set up perfectly for them, right? With Degrom and Scherzer back to back. And even Bassett, look good. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah, neither starter looked really that impressive in their two starts. And to me, their their lineup. I mean, if you could pitch around Alonzo and get around him, I mean, who's who's beating you in that lineup right now? And especially with Marte out, Lindor, he's had a good year. Yeah, but you know what? He you could get him out. Yeah, you know he's not one of those guys that you're totally you know like oh you know not like Alonzo. No, I think, you know, like Alonzo is. And then after that, you know, yeah, Escobar started coming around, but, you know, the guy's still hitting 242. Canna's cooled down. And listen, we could go before we get to the trade deadline. Right. I thought it's great that they want to bring up Alvarez. They're, you know, they're great prospect, right? The number one overall prospect in baseball. It's awesome. But I thought it was I thought it was a huge mistake bringing him up right before this series started. It shows a little desperation. Yeah. Like, okay, if you want to bring him up, bring him up like a week or two ago, right? And let him get acclimated to the major leagues a little bit. Let him let him get his feet wet a little bit. You know, obviously, it's not going to be a lot in two weeks or a week, but get, give him some kind of, some kind of, uh, you know, a, a plate appearances just to, you know, because he's going to be totally... Oh my God, you know, this kid's a young, he's a young kid and you're, you know, you just throw him in there. He's 20 years old and you're just going to throw him into the biggest series of the year against, you know, against the Braves. Uh, I I thought that was a mistake. Like you said, desperation. I, I, that's a perfect word for it. Yeah, I I completely agree. It's, um, it was just odd timing. Maybe it was because the end of the season with the minor leagues, but (sighs) Yeah, I I completely agree. 
you know, and then you look at what they did the week before. I think they, they got swept by the Cubs at home. Um, the week before, they lost two weeks ago. They got swept by the Cubs. Then they sweep the Pirates. And the Cubs are coming on. Yeah. Nine out of their last ten. They're about to lap the Red Sox. Their record. That's amazing. But, I mean, and- to me with the Mets, right? You want to go all the way back to the trade deadline. You knew you had to shore up the bullpen. You knew you had to add another bat. You know, you had, you tried to, you would think you you could, you would need to add a catcher, right? And they did none of that. They did absolutely none of that. (coughs) For the bullpen, they added Michael Givens. Okay. Batting, they added Vogelback. Right. And Ruff. Yeah. Right. I mean, how do you uh, – to me, like, they had a chance. They could have got Contreras from the Cubs, right? That guy was yeah. – we, we all they thought he was gone. Could've went, Cohen could have went into his wallet and said, you know what, we're going to we're gonna go for Hap and Contreras. Right. And that would have gone a long way right there, two for one. And you know what? You could give up – listen, I, and I know the Cubs wanted Alvarez, right? I get it. But – and he's the best prospect in baseball and all this. But if you're trading for Contreras, this I mean, you're in an opportunity this year where you could go for, you could easily be in the World Series this year. You are that good. So to add a guy like, but you know what? So to add a guy like Contreras to this team, to add, like you said, Ian Happ, or even go for one of their bullpen guys, like the Yankees ended up getting Ephraim. They could have threw that and just been like yeah. this humongous Contreras and Ephraim or Robertson and Hap. Yeah. And you could give up Alvarez because you're getting back Contreras. You're getting a you're getting somebody who you know what he's going to do. You know Contreras is an impact bat as a catcher. You know what he could do. Alvarez, we've said it. He's just a prospect. He's just he's a lottery ticket. Can he hit? Yeah, he might hit. He might become a great catcher in, in the major leagues. He might become a great hitter. But we don't know that for sure. Contreras, you know what you're getting out of this guy, right? And they also have a shortstop prospect that they could have moved because you got Lindor for the next decade, so you don't need a shortstop. You have two of those really good third baseman prospects, Beatty and the other guy they brought up. I mean, you're set. You got multiple – there you could trade one of those guys, keep Beatty and, and trade the other guy, uh, Vieros. Uh, I can't think of his yeah, name. Yeah, Rivientos. Yeah. You know, you got these guys. You got to cash them in eventually. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I, I thought they, to me, they definitely dropped the ball. And I know we weren't happy at the trade deadline of what they did because they really didn't add to it. They added two bench players and a, a, not even a good reliever, you know? Yeah. So, uh, to me, that that's that was the beginning of it, and at that time, yeah, they, they like you said, they were in cru- they were they were cruising, they were destroying everybody. It was it was in control, but I think you know what they I think they they dropped the ball literally in in that spot there because they had a chance to get better. I mean, at the trade deadline, they were what is it the end of July, right? End of July, they were only up three games at the end yeah. of July. I, and and that's what you come out with. I, I mean, listen, if if one of the big starters 
in this series come up and, and pitch great, yeah, they they win the game and, and they're they're in control of the division, right? Just one game. They beat the Cubs one of those games. It comes down to one or two games. As long as this season is, right, 162 games, one or two games usually decides, you know, a division or if you get into the playoffs or not. Or like last year, we've said it so many times, the Yankees end up playing in Boston instead of at home because they didn't take care of business against Baltimore one more game. Yep. You know? So one game makes a difference. Not all the time, but in this case, it did. One game, two games, right? They, yeah. they take care of business against one of the bad teams in baseball, the Cubs, at home. And, you know, they're not even worried about this series. But now, now you're down two games. Atlanta wins one game. They clinch their division. And the Mets will have to, you know, settle for a wild card, which is not the worst thing. At least they're in the playoffs, right? But now you got to go against San Diego in the first in a, in a wild card round. Yeah. So it's not great. Un- no. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, listen, they're going to have San Diego and the other, the other matchup in the national league would be the Cardinals and the Phillies. Um, and the Phillies. Yeah, I'm looking are, at the bracket right now and it's, uh, the national league. To me, it, it just looks like it's going to come down to the Braves and the Dodgers, right? Uh, yeah, uh, unless the Mets could figure something out. I mean, I still think if they get through, let's say they get the wild card, they have to play the Padres, right? Mm-hmm. If they get through them, <clears throat> you're you you're still going to have Scherzer and DeGrom going in that Dodgers series, right? At least once. Yeah. So they can they can beat the Dodgers. I don't think the Dodgers are unbeatable. They're not this no. unstoppable force. And we've said, you know, the back end of their bullpen is, you know, is a mess right now. So um, they can beat them. It's not, I, I could see the Mets still, you know, getting to the NLCS. The problem is if they get to the NLCS, it's probably going to be against the Braves and that's where they're going to have their biggest problem. So um uh, it's, it doesn't look good, but it's not, you know, it's not going to be, t- uh, I, I don't think it's impossible for them to not get to that NLCS okay. at yeah. this point. You know, I don't think it's, I know some Mets fans are like, oh, we're done. You know, we lost the, we lost the division and it's, it's over. I, I don't see it that way. I see it this, they could beat the Padres. When have we seen the Padres come up and win a big game? Not right. For a while. Yeah. So. Um, it's been a while. Yeah, so I could definitely see them. Um, I could I could definitely see them beating the Padres, and then hey, then you roll the dice against the Dodgers. You see what happens, you know. It's yeah, it's uh, the other side of the bracket looks a lot more inviting. The yeah. winner of Philadelphia, St. Louis, at Atlanta. Um, you know. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say Philadelphia makes it. Uh-oh. Past St. Louis. That's it. Past St. Louis. Whoa. That's past St. Louis. Okay. <laughs> and then they get crushed by it. <laughs> Three straight. Absolutely demolished. And I'll say, the, so I'll say in the NLDS, it's the Phillies, Braves, and the Mets Dodgers. Okay. 
team. Like you said, I don't trust San Diego. St. Louis, I, I don't know. It's a good, it would be a good story. Pool Hollis, Wainwright, Yachty, like we were talking about off the air with um, when they all came out in their final home game. Yeah. It's a good story, but I, I just, for some reason, I, I see Kyle Schwarber hitting a big, big home run late in the game against St. Louis in the wild card round. And I think they have just, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, I think Philadelphia gets just enough pitching. <laughs> I don't know where. <laughs> yeah, that's the question, right? Yeah. I, um, I'm, I'm not thrilled about that series if I'm either fan base because I'm not sure what you're – I don't know what to, what to expect from St. Louis or Philadelphia. Yeah, I – I mean, St. I, Louis has been there before, obviously. Yeah. I, I still got to go with St. Louis. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's just my my take. I I would still go with St. Louis, moving on, and I I still believe in the Mets. I so I'm gonna see. I'm gonna put them. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna see them being the Padres because, like and like you said, they I don't know. They haven't proved anything. They still no. can't win a big game. They they can't beat the Dodgers. So I, I don't even. To be honest, they don't even want to beat the Mets because if they beat the Mets, they're gonna have to play the Dodgers. So it's mm. almost like they don't even want to beat. You know, they didn't want to go to the next round almost. So, um, and then in the American League, the American League is set, right? Yeah, I believe so. So it's the six three matchup Tampa Bay, Cleveland. Winner faces the Yankees, and I, I'm gonna go with Cleveland. You know what? Me too. Yeah, um, I, I, I just think with Tristan McKenzie pitching well, beyond well, um, with the end with the back end of that bullpen. Even though Tampa Bay is, comes up with great pitching all the time, I think you, the one batter you don't want to face is Jose Ramirez, and he's on Cleveland. So I'm going to go Cleveland. And, you know, with Tampa, I wonder, like, will uh, Glass now make, a, make an impact at all for them? Yeah, he's pitching today, tonight against Boston. So it'll be interesting to see if he pitches well. Um, I'm interested to see if they put him on a pitch count. Because they want to save him for the first game would be. Uh, I wonder, see. like, what are they? What is he going to be? Is he going to be a starter? or Is he going to be a a reliever? Because how how much is it? How much is he built up at this point? Right. I mean, how many yeah. innings is he going to throw? I mean, say he throws four innings tonight. You know how it is in the playoffs. You can get a quality start now in the playoffs is four or five innings. Yeah. Five innings. I'd rather have five good innings than, you know. And those games at Cleveland are the 7th, 8th, and 9th of October. So he'll have plenty of rest. It will be, what's today? Monday the 3rd. So one, two, three, four. So he'd be on full rest after tonight for the 8th, for the Saturday game, game two. So you can pitch game two. Hmm. That'd be interesting to see if they do that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, 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 yeah, I think Cleveland too. Cleveland's more, I think they're more balanced. At least, well, their pitching is solid top to their bottom. Their pitching is really solid. And their offense is quietly, they put the ball, they make contact, and they make things happen on the bases. 
Yeah. So they'll take the extra base. They'll turn a single to right field into first and third, stuff like that. And I, I think they just claw their way. I could see Tampa winning a game, making a three-game series. So, But I see, eventually I see Cleveland versus the Yankees. And the one that I'm really conflicted about is Seattle-Toronto. Yeah, I, man, Toronto, like, I know at the beginning of the year, I was putting them in the World Series, but I just don't know about their pitching. And their hitting is, I, I mean, it's, they're either on fire or they're totally done. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not, so if they don't come in hot, I just don't trust Toronto. And Seattle. There's the Julio Rodriguez question in Seattle. Right. Is he going to play? That's yeah. That is a big, big. I'm going to say Seattle has just enough front end pitching with Castillo and Ray to get through this series. Yeah, I I think so. I I think between them two, uh, you got Logan Gilbert who's pitched really well this year. Yeah. I, I think everybody's pitched well for him. Flex. Oh no, they they yeah they have many more. I'm not saying we just have those two, but yeah. For the wild card, I think if you get them on the right day's rest, you get. Bobby Ray and Luis Castillo. I think it could be an early exit for Toronto. Yeah, because their bullpen's been really good too. Yeah, um, and their their offense. I mean, they're lucky. They don't. They're not just built around Julio Rodriguez. No, they have other. They're different than Cleveland. Like if Cleveland lost Jose Ramirez, they would be done. Yeah, you know? they have nobody in that lineup that scares you, or or even they're going to score much score many runs, but. When you look at Seattle's lineup, it's really not that bad, you know. No. Even if you take out Julio Rodriguez, um, I mean, I don't know who they're going to start in front, you know, instead of him. Um, I don't know if Kelnick is is has done enough. Kelnick, I mean, I should say, if he's done enough yet. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I I would put Seattle winning Toronto because right now I don't know what I don't know what team you're going to get with the blue Jays, you know, like what I seen against the Yankees this past, I didn't see a team that should even be in the playoffs. Right. You know, I just, they weren't that good. Um, so I would, for me, I, I would put Seattle in the next round along with Cleveland. Now here's the question as a Yankee fan, do I want to play Seattle in the, in the next round, uh, in the first round, or do I want to play Cleveland? I would say Cleveland only because their lineup is is beat up, you know, is yeah. You you could hold that lineup down, obviously, and you you know you're not going to be in a you, you're not going to be in a kind of slug slugfest or anything like that. So if the Yankee bats do quiet down, at least. But Cleveland's pitching is really well, so they could go, they could you know they could go back and forth with us and just keep putting goose eggs up there, and so, but. I would think I, I would rather face Cleveland and then get through that and then get to the ALCS. And then unfortunately you're going to be sitting, you're probably going to be battling against Houston in that ALCS. If it gets that far, you know, I so don't you think see so. the Yankees and the Astros. I think so. Uh, I think so. Cause I think the Astros have just been too good this year. I mean, their pitching is just really good. Um, lineup has been really good too not great um 
like in years past, I think. But you know what? Bregman's bounced back with a very good year. Pena's been really good replacing yeah. Correa. Atuve, of course, is just consistent. Alvarez, Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. All good players. And we don't uh, we don't talk about Otiva enough because everybody hates him. But, you know, that guy's probably a Hall of Famer when he's done. You know, you hate to say that, but he's he's Especially had that kind of a career. Plays. Yeah. I mean, that guy's just been really good his whole career. And, of course, they're pitching. You got Verlander, who's had an unbelievable season. I mean, I'm yeah. sure we might hear his name with the Cy Young. But, yeah. um, I mean, that rotation is just – really good bullpen really good as well that's maybe that's where you might be able to get them is in the bullpen but if they get six innings from their starters seven innings oof, they're gonna be so tough to beat so yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to think of a team outside of the top two in each on each in each league that could make the, the furthest run Guess in the National League it would be the Mets, and in the American League, I'm gonna say it's either Cleveland or Seattle. I'm not sure either have it in them to make I don't think a so run either. to the championship series or beyond. Yeah, I don't think so either. But if I had to pick one, I think I'd pick Seattle. Yeah, just if I had to pick out of those two, three teams, four teams, I would think Seattle yeah. out of the wild card. You know. Yeah. Uh, It'll be by the time we go on air next week, it'll be game three of the AL wild cards if they're necessary that night. So we'll know. Maybe we'll know who the Yankees are playing by next episode. Um, And uh, we'll be previewing the ALDS by then, reviewing the AL wild card, the NL wild card. Yeah, I think we have it pretty much the same, other than I had to throw one out there, a little wacky with Philly. But other than that, and we'll get further into it, but do you think the Yankees are going to beat Houston in that collision course? Oof. <laughs> you know what? I'll, f- I'll, I'll have a better feeling about them after the first round. How's that? Of course, yeah. It's a tough question. <laughs> Like that's from now, yeah, yeah. Because right now, I I don't, I'm not a hundred percent. Because even before the year, you know, I've told you that, that I just, I don't know. I just, until they beat that team, I I really can't. This might be the year, though. I mean, you gotta (laughs) put up a shut up. I know, yeah, no, (laughs) I think, I think Houston is, I'm trying to be unbiased. I think Houston is the better team. Yes. But, I mean, if you can hit Verlander, all of a sudden, that's a big if. But if you can get into the – okay, how about if you can get into the seventh inning of their bullpen? There's something there. Yeah. They're, 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 at, least, they're at least hittable in the bullpen. Yeah from the Yankees' point of view. So, I mean, it should be a good series if they match up. If they don't, something really went wrong for either team. I'm, you know, I'm still going to – I'm just going to go chalk. I'm going to say 
top seeds make it. Houston LA. And I'm sad about it. Yeah, I really hope it's not Houston LA. I really Yeah. Let's let's hope and pray <laughs> that it yeah. doesn't, especially for the Yankees. But um even if it's not the Yankees, I hope it's not Houston in that in the World Series. Um, I don't even think do you, do you really think MLB wants the Astros no. again in the world? Do you think they no. want them in there? Um, I don't just think to so lose? <laughs> I, I don't think they want that story anywhere near the World Series. Yeah. I know. <laughs> mm. But I have to say, I mean, as much as you know, much as we hate the you know, much as Yankee fans hate the Astros. From a baseball fan, just sitting back, I appreciate what they've done. Like through, like forget about the cheating for a second. Like they, they put that behind them, or they actually wore it, and they said, "Hey, yeah, we cheated, and you yep. know what? Now we're going to do it without cheating." You know, and they they kind of proved to everybody that we probably would have won without the cheating, or maybe we wouldn't have. But you know what? We're winning now without it. Yeah. So. And I think they've accepted it. And I think they've accepted being the villain in the league. And, and I think they've, they've gotten they've better. Embraced from it. It. Yeah. yeah. They've embraced it. Exactly. So a lot of teams would have, you know, made, Oh my God, they caught it, you know, whatever. But um, I, I give them credit. I, I didn't think they'd, they'd bounce back like this. I really didn't, but they have. Yeah. And game one of the divisional series will be next Tuesday. So we'll have the preview next episode in perfect timing. We'll get you caught up with the the division series preview. We'll get more in depth into obviously focus on the Yankees against whoever they face. And we can do um can continue our picks and see how they're going. But I gotta get into obviously AL MVP, Aaron Judge, right? Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. I mean, I listen, Otani is Otani. He's amazing, but yeah. no doubt. But this year, I mean, Judge just carrying the team, especially especially when they were doing bad. I mean, he was carrying the team at the beginning, but yeah. I mean, just to carry the team as bad as they were playing, he was the only one hitting for a while. Um I mean, on top of the contract issue, you know, turning down that huge offer and betting on himself and just it's, yeah, doubling down. It's unbelievable. I, however you want to say it, he went all in, he doubled down, he, and it worked out. Yeah. So he, he's the easy one. I think that AL MVP I, for me and for yeah. you too, I mean, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, AL Cy Young, I have Justin Verlander. I think he gets one more start so he can get another win maybe. But he's seventeen and four. CRA is one point eight, I think. Yeah. Um, he could look at um, the guy with the White Sox. I'm forgetting his name. Oh, Dylan Cease. Yes, he's had a good year. Um, I'm not sure. I, I think it's Verlander, and it's pretty. For me, it was pretty easy. But yeah, um, I'm with you. Cease has fourteen wins. Verlander yeah. has seventeen. Verlander's got just a great story, too. I mean, coming back from Tommy John. At his age, doing what he's doing, yeah. It's just unbelievable. I did not expect him to be this good. Um, I mean, Bieber had a really good year. I mean, so many, a lot of guys had really good years Yeah. in the in the AL. But, um, yeah, I, I would give it to Verlander. I'm with you on there. 
And then rookie of the year is probably where we will split. Mm -hmm. I've got Adley Rushman. Yeah, I was. I was obviously I'm thinking Julio Rodriguez. I I was assuming one of us were going to pick him. So I went with Rushman just because I know it's not a team award rookie of the year, but what he's done for that team. And you could say the same about Julio Rodriguez getting his team into the playoffs. But right. Rushman has helped to to have to go in and learn a pitching staff and acclimate at at the dish as a rookie at bat. Yep. I, I just think it's he's been doing double duty. And that team, I don't think it's a coincidence that the Orioles took off when Rushman came up. Oh, absolutely. And I I totally agree. I was I was thinking about it a little more today. And um, I I was gonna go with him too, but I'll I'll give Julio Rodriguez just so we have different uh, different picks. So I'll I'll pick Julio Rodriguez, but I'm I'm with you on on the Rushman pick. I really did. I I, I thought to myself, this guy he should get it. You know. Um, yeah, and right now the favorite is Julio. I mean, I get it. I understand why he's put up great numbers, and they're in the playoffs. They break, and good for the Mariners. I mean. I think they had the longest drought since 2001 and they finally broke it. Um, for manager, I'm going to go with Terry Francona. Yeah. If the Orioles made it, I would give it to their manager. But I think with what Francona has done with that team, it's kind of taken on his personality. Mm-hmm. And look, they have a great player in Jose Ramirez. They have some really good pitching, but Neither of us saw them win the division by this much <laughs> at all. Yeah. I don't think anybody I, I had the White Sox in, in the World Series. So, no, nah, me too. I, I thought the White Sox for sure. Were, I don't think there was a uh, a person out there that thought Cleveland was going to win this division. Yeah. Everything so, I read it was like nine out of 10 was just the White Sox. I think one, you would see one twins in there. Yeah. Right. But nobody had the Indians. Nobody. Nope. So, Francona should be, uh, yeah, he should easily win this award. Um, and the NL, the MVP for me, it was down to a couple of guys. It wasn't as case closed as Aaron Judge was in the American League. No, this is I, close. Paul Goldschmidt? Uh, I, I'm still, up until like today, I was thinking about it. I have like three guys. Okay. Maybe four guys. Maybe f- I mean, ugh. every time yeah, I, I was, I, was gonna say, I said a couple just to be solid, but you could branch it out to maybe five guys. Yeah, easy. If you gave them the award, it wouldn't be like who won it. I could break it out to about six guys. Uh, it's that close. It yeah. really is. I, I guess Goldschmidt just because I don't know. The only reason why this is why I, I was not thinking Goldschmidt because. He had Arenado having a great season too next to him. Yeah, I mean they were bo- they're both uh, they're both ridiculous. But that would be like, I mean, no, I, I get your point. But if you did that, then it'd be like, well, you can't give it to Babe Ruth. He's got Lou Gehrig, right? But look at th- those guys, Ar- Ar- Arenado and Goldschmidt. They're both seven eight in WAR. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, it's, a guy it's pretty good probably- to have him batting behind you. A guy who probably doesn't get enough credit. I know you dislike this guy a lot. Manny Machado. Yes. Yep. He deserves he to... no, he deserves votes. He definitely does. 
Because think about it, they didn't have Tatis the whole year. No, I, he's carried the he's he definitely carried the load. And I know where you know I know they they made the trade for Soto and you know Josh Bell and all that. Well, at the what end other names were you thinking? Um, you know what? I was also thinking Riley from Atlanta. Yeah, he's had a really good year. Freddie Freeman. What about? I was just gonna say Freddie Freeman quietly. I can't believe quietly lead the MLB in hitting, but <laughs> I know. Yeah, there, there's at least five what about the Mets right there. How about Alonzo? Yeah. <laughs> right? Alonzo should be up there, too. And it's hard because Alonzo's leading the league in, in ribbies. This is a year where you could finish fourth or fifth, and it would be, it would be a feat. Yeah. American League, you had two for a yep. while. And then, you know, then I think it's just judged now. But National League, I mean, you got four, five, six guys that you could say, oh, yeah, I could see him winning it. You know, um, I I would hate to be a writer right now because I wouldn't know who to – I really don't know who to pick. Um, I'll probably go with Goldschmidt. I don't know. I just – I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I agree. Goldschmidt, but it's like it could be argued multiple ways. So Yeah, you can make arguments for about five – you know, I'll – I'm going to put Machado as my MVP just because he had to carry San Diego there for about uh, until the end of July when they made all those mm-hmm. trades. So in the NL Cy Young, I have Sandy Alcantara. Yeah. From Miami. They shut him down for his last start. Um, he's, I think he's 14 and eight, but that doesn't even begin to tell the story. His whip is under one. The RA is minuscule and the innings pitched. I mean, I think he has eight complete games this year. It's just incredible. Or eight games of more than eight innings, because with the national league, with the home away. Right. He might not. But I think it was eight full games. And he's just he was just an old school workhorse of a pitcher. Yeah, you don't see that anymore. I mean it, no. the win total is low. Yeah. You know, he's only 14 when, and then when you got right from Atlanta, he's got 21. So it's tough, but I'll contrary. If you go by war, if you see the war number, he's at yeah. 8.1 freed is at 6.1 as second. Yep. And that's Jesus. Yeah. And Wright's not even in the top 10. No. Or so. Yeah. <clears throat> I think you got to give it to him. I mean, he's had such a great year. Um, otherwise, you give it to Wright, I guess, right? I mean, he's got the most wins. He's got 21. Yeah. I think this is going to be a good test of seeing with the win. And I know with Felix Hernandez that one year, yeah. they gave it to him when he had like 12 wins. Right. And I think this, I think the analytics say that Alcantara has just meant more as a pitcher than even the guy that has seven more wins than him. So, yeah. NL Rookie of the Year, I could have went with two guys on the same team. But I went with Spencer Strider instead of Michael Harris. Yeah. For Atlanta. Fastest to 200 strikeouts. I think he made it in 132 innings. Hmm. It's just really impressive. I know he's kind of injured right now, kind of tailed off towards the end, but I'll give it to him. And he didn't start the whole year either. No, no, he was 
he was a start. He was a reliever, and then he was a spot star, and then they moved him into a starting role. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Uh... I mean, you can make an argument for Michael Harris. You could say, uh, I'm blanking on the rest of them. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it to Harris just because you, you went Strider. I'll go a little different. I'll say Harris. But and I he's think those are good defensive outfield, too, especially yeah. with his hitting, too. He's just an all around good player, too. And he's another one. He wasn't in AAA. They moved him right up from AA, right? Yep. Him and um, the other guy they brought right up, too. I don't know if he, Vaughn Grissom, I think was the other guy. Yeah. And Grissom, Red Sox fans will know. I think his first hit was out of Fenway. Oh. Of monster. So, okay. Yeah. We're definitely not giving it to him. But No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. And um, manager, I think, is where we'll split. I'm going to just not overthink it and go with Dave Roberts. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's really, I think, a lot of people, I'm not saying either of us, but a lot of people could take what he has for granted and just say, oh, well, he's got the most talent. He's got, they've got a lot of money. They should win. Right. It's not as easy as that. I mean, you've seen it with the 98 Yankees. Those, And I'm not saying this team is the 98 Yankees, but wins-wise, they're right up there. I think they're at 110. Yeah. So if they win out, They'll be they'd be one behind the Yankees, right? Regular season, but it all comes down to the postseason. But for the regular season, I'm just going to say best record. They were dominant. They dealt with some injuries at at times, a lot of injuries. Walker Bueller, um, he's been. I know he's been given a great starting product, obviously, right? But he had to he had to. Um, Roberts had to work in new guys between injuries and signings like Freddie Freeman had to work through the bullpen issues. So I just give it to him. Uh, I'm going to say Showalter. Yep. You know, I think a lot of people, now that they didn't, they were ahead in the division for, you know, 158 games or whatever it was. But, um, uh, I don't think any, not a lot of people had them winning the division. I think they had, nope. you know, probably wild card, but I don't know about winning the division. I think everybody was saying the Braves are going to, you know, go back to back again. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it to show Walter just because he did such a great job. Um, they were healthy for most of the, you know, I mean, I know DeGrom early on wasn't there and um, sure as I missed some starts too, but uh you know, I, I think I would give it to Showalter. Yeah. But, I, I mean, there's a couple. Yeah. But Robert's definitely, I mean, how can you not give it to him, right? I mean, 110 wins right now, having such a great season. It's it's too easy not to give it to him. Yeah. So. And like I said, this time, next episode, next week, we'll be previewing um, the Yankees divisional series opponent. And getting into all four division series, breaking down, reviewing the wild cards, um, seeing where we go from there. Um, when do they give out? They they don't they don't do the awards until like way think, after the season, right? Yeah, I think it's not till like November. Oh wow! Okay. After the playoffs and everything. Let me ask you this: we we didn't say this. Who was? 
I know in the American League, right, the White Sox, and I'm going to say even Boston, yeah, biggest disappointments. Who else was a big disappointment for you um, other than those two teams? I'm going to say the standings are loading. I'm going to say the biggest disappointment in the National League, San Francisco or it's hard to say this because they're right now they're still in the thick of it, but Milwaukee. Yeah. Uh, Milwaukee, I, I thought they should, and look, it's splitting hairs because Milwaukee's going to end up with mid 80 win total, which on the face of it, it's not going to get you fired or anything. But I think they should have won 90 something games. And I know they had some pitching, some injuries, but. I thought they were a much better team. And I thought San Francisco, they should have won more than 80 games. I know we were talking about their their lineup wasn't as great as other teams, but they finished right now. They're 30 games out. Hmm. It's – and the American League, I think there's a bunch of teams in the American League I could point to. I can point to obviously the White Sox and the Red Sox. You could look at Minnesota. Yep. And then I'm looking at the Angels. I know they had a new manager, but partway through the year. But with that talent, 73 and 86, just not getting it done. Definitely not. What about you? Is there any, any team that stood out? I know I probably took them all, but yeah, no, I think outside of that, um, you got basically all of them. I, I think two other teams. Just uh, maybe not – I would say the American League, outside of the teams you mentioned, I thought Detroit was going to be better this year. I think basically we could agree the American League Central. Yeah. Kansas City, they are what they are. I still think they're another yeah, year. Or two Detroit away. spent some money and they didn't get much back for it. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, I expected them to be around 500. And this is after they won eight out of the last ten. <laughs> So they jumped up to 65 wins. Yeah, I expected them to be around 500. Yeah. Um, and another team, they spent a lot of money too. I, I guess I wasn't expecting them to be in the playoffs, Texas. but Texas, yeah, they spent a lot of money. You got to do better than 66 wins. Yeah. Um, National League, um, I thought Miami would be a little better too. You know, that was another team I thought – around 500 but again they didn't spend any money in the offseason but with their pitching they should have they should have went big for you know yeah. right Cassianos that was the big one um you know yeah, he was a local man. guy I think he grew up he went to high school like 10 10 minutes down the road wow yeah yeah other than that I mean who else maybe Cincinnati because they were so close to the playoffs last year and then they just yeah then they, I think that was a disappointment last offseason. Right, in the offseason. Exactly. Yeah. This year, going into the year, by open day, I think everyone was like, you know what? Cincinnati is just good luck with that. And look at that. Two teams are going to have 100, 100 lost seasons in the Central. It's horrible. Yeah, both Centrals didn't do well this year. No. <laughs> Definitely not. No. Definitely, you know, because the division winners aren't exactly running away with it. I mean, now they are, but, um, you know, they're both not exactly great. I mean, Cleveland just 
they're at 90 and St. Louis is at 92. So, um, yeah, I was just thinking about that today too. I was like, I'm to think about disappointing teams, but, um, yeah. So, and, um, so we'll do, um, at the end of the season, what we're doing is on Wednesday, we're going to be on Pinstripe Chronicles. You guys were, uh, gracious enough to have us on. So this will be, look out for that on Wednesday morning. So it'll be up on Wednesday or later this week. Um, you can catch them. I'm not sure what their Twitter handle is. I think at Stripes Chronicle. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. And you could follow them there and then follow their, their hosts. And uh, it's a good follow. It's a good show. And we're happy to be on. And uh, and it's going to be a live show on YouTube. So we could. Okay. We'll post the uh, we'll post it on Twitter and there you go. Everybody's home or they're able to watch it. You guys could click on and we'll see. I'll get you set goes. for the playoffs and I'll get you Yankee fix in. And next week we can do a little. We'll do a lot of playoff baseball talk and we can do a little like wrap up the season at least for the Red Sox because the season's over. So I'll I'll tell you if there is an MVP of the team, I'll give it out. But Mostly it's going to be the most disappointing player, what they need to fix. But until until next episode, we'll be talking playoffs, which is awesome. And this was episode, what are we on, 66. So you could follow us at CP7NY, at Patrick Trotty, at Talking Rivals, TalkingRivals.com, wherever, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, like I said, follow Pinstripe Chronicles will be on Wednesday on YouTube. And um, until next time, you can follow Thomas Bryce and Sportnarium.com backslash player for Sportswire Radio. So until next time, enjoy the enjoy the games while you have them and then get to playoff baseball. Sounds good. Take care.